the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Our budget programme today is in conjunction with Grant Thornton. For expert advice on how to get the budget, how the budget affects your business, we do have a live blog on Newstalk.com if you were at work or tied up when uh, Pascal got on his feet at 1pm. And both the Minister and uh, Michael McGrand, uh, the Green Party leader, will be joining us later. But uh, Tuesday is the day we go down to earth and it is Happy Budget Day, or is it? Well, Dr Cara Gustenberg, uh, fellow in environmental policy who talks to us every week about the green agenda is here to do a SWOT analysis on whether the budget, which is supposed to be prioritising climate change, actually does so. You're welcome, Cara. Well, how does it rate for you? Well, it's not as bad as I thought. First of all, it always makes me smile to hear someone from Fina Gale saying that climate change is without a doubt the defining challenge of our generation because it's taken us a while to get to that point where they're actually acknowledging that. Uh, and, and there are some measures, actually. There's a number of measures. Um, we can start with carbon tax because that's the one that probably uh, has gotten the most attention. But to be honest, I think that's the the most annoying and and perhaps the most insignificant because the Joint Oireachtas com- Committee recommended increase of 15 euro per ton on the carbon tax. Uh, the NGOs recommended an increase of 20 euro per ton. What we're getting is 6 euro per ton. That's about 2 cents on, on a, a litre of diesel. That's just enough to be annoying and not enough to really make an impact. And, and it's unfortunate that even though this idea of a carbon tax had cross-party support, the government failed to have any kind of analysis done on energy poverty um, or anything like that. And and so they've had to be very cautious and not really do what, what the Joint Oireachtas Committee recommended because they haven't done the analysis to ensure that we protect the most vulnerable. Okay, so this carbon tax could try harder as far as you're concerned. But there, there's lots of new things announced, the Just Transition Fund, the Green Climate Fund. Yeah. Are, are any of these significant? Well, I, the Just Transition Fund and particularly this idea of a Just Transition Commissioner, which I've heard is being called the Bog Baron, is is a relief because in 1997, our government paid for very expensive consultants to tell us what to do to address our greenhouse gas emissions. And those consultants said, shut down Money Point, end peat burning. And that would have been a good time to set up a just transition task force and figure out how we were going to deal with all these peat workers that were not going to have jobs. But unfortunately, nothing has been done. Two decades later, we have finally got someone on the case to look at making a just transition. Yeah, there was a Midlands package announced whereby homes and bogs in the Midland will get special monies. Yeah, and they're going to have to because we have to find a way to transition these peat workers uh, into more sustainable jobs. So energy retrofit is a really good place to be retraining people uh, to do that kind of work. And and potentially this could create jobs. Now, unfortunately, a lot of peat workers have been let go already and will continue to let go. So this needs to happen immediately. But this idea of a commissioner could be great because it's one person who will be responsible for liaising with all of these interest groups to make this happen. Now, there was money for electric vehicle charging points and greenways. Tell us about that. Yeah, so three million for electric vehicle infrastructure. It doesn't sound like much, but to be honest, it's in line with what the government committed to in April uh, of 2019, where they said they were going to put five million over the next five years to create a thousand new chargers. Um, so we we could be doing better. To be honest, I think that, you know, they're putting another eight million, for example, into continuing to maintain the grants for electric vehicles. And, and I have 
huge issues with this, even though I'm one of the people who received one of those grants. But to be honest, I think there's no point incentivizing people who are already buying new cars to buy electric vehicles because electric vehicles are better cars anyway. You should be making petrol and diesel cars more expensive. Well, they have introduced a new um, nitrous oxide, uh, dioxide yeah, surcharge. What's that? Really if I have an old banger, what, what am I facing? Is it a yeah. once-off charge well, when you're buying it or is it an annual it's charge? It's for cars registered in the state for the first time from January 2020. So it's it's cars being brought in at oh, that point. Well, it's imported second-hand well, cars. Well, it could yeah. be imported second-hand or right. new cars. Now, I, I actually like this because it shows somebody in the department has some knowledge of air quality. They realize that diesel vehicles in particular are dirtier than petrol vehicles. And, you know, the one thing we have gotten right in the past is on vehicle registration tax where we, we change things so that bigger vehicles, the polluted more, uh, actually paid more tax. And we saw a real change in people's purchasing decisions. They started to buy smaller vehicles so that that tax was lower. And we're seeing something similar now with air quality. Now, the big issue is we have heard of this thing of Dieselgate where some car manufacturers lied about the emissions. Yes, yeah, the, so the figures, where yeah. is the data going to come from to make sure that we are accurately uh, penalizing cars what, that pollute what, more? What's this Green Climate Fund? The Green Climate Fund is something that was set up as part of the UN uh, Conference of Parties on Climate Change. So every country, every developed country was expected to put in a contribution to help developing countries deal with the effects of climate change. Uh, Ireland has historically had quite a low contribution. So it's always nice to see that they're upping their level of contribution. And, and it's, a, it's a sign of a commitment toward that. What's missing as far as you're concerned? Well, I, I think that they're still looking at this idea of penalizing the individual, uh, the consumer. So everyone's going to be paying more now for their for their petrol. But no, if you want to change habits, I would say you make the dirty things more expensive to buy. So rather than penalizing people who have no choice, who can't go out tomorrow and get a new car, penalize the people who are making a decision today to buy a new car that's dirtier than, say, an electric vehicle. Penalize the people who are deciding to buy a new boiler instead of a heat pump. But don't penalize people necessarily that have no other choices. And I think this is where we're getting things wrong. And this is where the fact that they haven't done this analysis on energy poverty is showing that their hands are kind of tied now. Now, the other big ticket item I heard last week, the average cost of a retrofit for a house to make it really energy efficient would be on average for the housing stock 500,000 at 30 uh, grand a whack, which is 15 billion. How much did they allocate for that? 13 million for their warmer homes project. So that's a, a, a drop in the ocean. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, they, this is where we're really, they have allocated some money to the Midlands in particular, but I definitely think that, that energy retrofit of housing is missing. They're adding more money to the, the fuel allowance, but what's the point in doing that if we're not going to deal with the source of the problem effectively? So marks out of 10 uh, in terms of greenness for the budget. Mm, maybe six and a half to seven, which is pretty good for, for this government who I have normally said uh, pays a lot out of lip service to the environment, but now we're seeing some actual so numbers you're, put you're on it. Back to the barricades, are you with Extinction Rebellion? <laughs> I haven't joined them yet, but I'm I'm enjoying what All they're right, doing. All right, right. Well, I hope you don't get power hosed out of it. All right. <laughs> uh, my thanks, as always, to Dr. Cara Augustenberg, our resident down-to-earth expert, uh, giving her views in relation to the budget. We'll be speaking to Eamon Ryan, the leader of the Grain Party, later on. Um, uh, John in Cork says budget is a lost opportunity. Carbon tax should be higher and car uh, someone else says 
Cara says the carbon tax wasn't enough. She should obviously doesn't have to pay for two tanks of diesel every week. People like her don't realise all this stuff is shaft the working person. Well, whether you're shafted or not, stay tuned after five o'clock because we will have the Minister for Finance himself on air. (laughs) 